Space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission, to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. everyone, this is 30 Day Trek. I'm your host with Cannon, and in this episode, we are covering the fifth episode of the first season of Star Trek Strange New Worlds, Spock Amok. This is the one where, as the Enterprise is docked at Starbase 1, and the crew are given shore leave, Spock reunites with his fiancée, Dupring. Wanting to strengthen their relationship, Spock and Dupring do a soul-sharing ritual to share their most inner thoughts with each other. But during the ritual, something goes wrong, and Spock and Dupring accidentally body swap with each other. Anything? No. But I have thought of another adjustment we could try. Spock, you have been at these rituals for hours and none of them are working. We may have to seek some help with this. There is one more chant I'd like to try. We might need a gong. I think I have one in my dream. What should we do? You must answer it. These are my quarters. Anyone who comes here will expect me to answer the door. I know how a door works. If they go away, that may give us enough time to fix the situation. Logic suggests the easiest way to get them to go away is for you to answer while pretending to be me. Spock, I do not like hijinks. In that we are in agreement, but it appears that hijinks are the most logical course of action. Answer. Mr. Spock, apologize. I know I promised I'd leave you alone. Hi, Spring. I really don't mean to interrupt. It is of no consequence, Captain. Uh, Chris, if there is an emergency, then of course you must speak with Spock. Who is right there? Yeah, I, I can see that. Although we are clearly in the middle of something. Look, I don't, really don't mean to come between the two of you here with whatever is going on. Nothing We're meditating. Perhaps it's best if you leave us to our sacred things. That's not necessary. Chris, please, tell us what you need. We have a situation with the Rongovians. They refuse to talk to anybody but you. What? 
But I can't, I mean, he can't talk to them. I really can't talk to them, Chris. I'm engaged. I don't think you're getting it, Spock. They won't talk to anyone else. You're pretty much all that stands between us and the Rongovians allying with the Klingons or the Romulans. Hell, maybe both. We should tell him. It is the only logical path. Agreed. Captain, we have undertaken a ritual to share our Katras. It has had unforeseen consequences. We have switched bodies. We seem unable to switch back. <laughs> Get out of town. We are not in a town. You guys did a body swap, like, you, like your minds are in each other's... That is correct. I am Spock. And I am T'Pring. Now that you know, you can likely tell the very clear differences in our mannerisms. Yeah, totally. Look, I don't know what to do about this, but the Rongovians won't meet with anybody but Spock. Or somebody who looks like him. I do not want to put T'Pring through that. It takes a lot of experience to... I will do it. T'Pring. Are you quite certain? We have undergone this ritual in order to better understand each other, correct? Yes, but then... Then is this not an opportunity for us to do that? I will accompany Chris. You remain here and find a way to reverse the ritual. Captain, tell me what I need to do. Strange New Worlds is the latest of the new Star Trek series on Paramount+. Plus. After the previous four series, and in reaction to the positive response from fans with Anson Mount as Christopher Pike, Ethan Peck as Spock, and Rebecca Romaine as Una Chin Riley, aka Number One, in their appearance on Season 2 of Discovery, Strange New Worlds was created as a back-to-basics series that was a return to the episodic genre-hopping formula of old and to the 23rd century just before TOS. And this first season is, without a doubt, the strongest longest first season of any of the new Star Trek series. You can tell that after the notorious birthing pains of Discovery and the rocky first two seasons of Picard, the production had finally figured out what worked and was implementing it to their full advantage. Rewatching this episode for 30 Day Trek, you can tell that there is a confidence and comfort in what they're doing. In this case, a body swap episode akin to Freaky Friday, which is a genre show trope that I'm not the biggest fan of since it's been done so many times and is kind of a hackneyed and cliched plot at this point. But Spockamock makes this idea fresh again by having the two characters doing the body swap be similar in personality and play the situation as straight as possible. It also shows off the show's approach to depicting the Vulcans as akin to a Jane Austen novel in that within a logical and rigid society, even the slightest display of emotions is considered scandalous. Seeing this with the depiction of Spock and Dupring's relationship, I now understand the appeal of Jane Austen. I've never been into Austen or Bronte or any of the Regency era costume dramas and that entire genre, since reading about rich privileged assholes from the 1700s saying lines like, you forget your place, does not sound appealing to me in the slightest. But maybe it's because I'm finally seeing this through the prism of science fiction and Star Trek, and with Spock and Dupring, it finally makes sense to me why Pride and Prejudice keeps getting readapted over and over again. Forget Pride and Prejudice and zombies, I want to see Pride and Prejudice and Vulcans. As for the B and C plots of Pike negotiating with the Rongovian Protectorate and Una and La'an Nunian Singh taking part in Enterprise Bingo where they do different dares around the ship, you can feel that the series already has a handle on how they'll handle their older characters, Pike, Spock, Uhura, Nurse Chapel, as well as fleshing out characters that were only seen once or twice in the original series, Dr. Mabanga and T'Pring, and our new characters, La'an and Erica Ortegas. After the heavily serialized Fate of the Federation and All Life 
life in the galaxy at stake plot lines and traumatized characters of the previous shows, it's such a welcome relief to have a series where our characters can just hang out and have fun, where the most high stakes thing that they can do is sign the Scorch, which is the one original plate of the Enterprise's hull that hasn't been replaced and has been signed by the crew. Between that, as well as seeing Nurse Chapel start having feelings for Spock and Dr. Mabanga with a fly fishing hat, there is a comfort and familiarity with our cast that they have with each other as well as the audience. As for the rest of the episode, I love the opening dream sequence of Human Spock and Vulcan Spock doing the Kunut Kalife fight to the death from Amok Time, complete with Fred Steiner's iconic theme from that episode. I like that of the various body checks that the series has been doing with continuity, the characterization of Depring, played by Gia Sandhu, and her engagement to Spock is one that I like a lot since it elevates her beyond being just the other woman between Kirk and Spock on TOS. And speaking of elevating characters, in TOS, Nurse Chapel was the consolation prize for Majel Barrett after her role of number one in the original The Cage pilot was dropped in favor of Spock, and she barely had anything to do on the series other than pine for Spock. The Nurse Chapel here, as played by Jess Bush, is my favorite character of the series. She's much more dynamic here than she ever was on TOS, and I'll admit to having a bit of a crush on Jess. Also, this is the second episode of Modern Day Trek that I have something of a personal connection with. The role of Barjan Tor, the Vulcan criminal that Depring was dispatched to bring back into custody, is played by Alden Adair. He and I were at the University of Regina at the same time from 2003 to 2008, and we were in the same stage management class. So it was great to see someone from Saskatchewan and a person I kinda know show up on Star Trek. In conclusion, Spock Amok is one of my favorite episodes of the first season of Strange New Worlds that showed that this series was strong right out of the gate, with a fresh take on familiar material and characters we were already in love with. Join me tomorrow for when we look at the first season finale where Star Trek does What If, and the show was solidified as having the best first season of modern Trek. Live long and prosper, and also, live well. <laughs>